this is the thing. I'm going to give everybody really quickly. You welcome to the podcast. Let me give everybody a a secret tip for what I've learned from being around wealthy people. You would be surprised how many people buy used things. Why would you buy a brand new 2025 Lamborghini off the lot for 400000 where you can get the 2021 that's the exact same Lamborghini for a, 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 a two-thirds off the price? That is... People do that all the time. There is a turnover market on high-end vehicles. So if it's Range Rover, G-Wagon, all of those things, you, it, like you get so much. It goes off, the minute it goes off the lot, it drops 10%. So it's like, why would I would not want to drive? Why would I not want to get something that's been off the lot for two, three months or two years? That's my opinion. I'm sticking to it. Fair. Okay. Thank you for answering that question. I appreciate your time. <laughs> Um, okay. As, as Richard said, this is an edition of Road Trip, and I'm Alec Lifton, Richard Jefferson, and Hard in My Pants is with us here in the middle. Um, before we get into this, because that's we are where, excuse me, we are going to start with James Harden in that news. Oh, okay. But there's a couple of topics that we need to discuss, and it comes at the expense of Channing Fry and what his happened? Twitter. Oh Lord. Um, we need a survey. Do you guys feel like it is okay for Channing to record in a closet? Um, yeah, I'm not in a closet. This is an auxiliary bedroom <laughs> because this is technically not. my shoe closet. And then I have all my, uh, jerseys and stuff in that box and shorts. And I have my maps of all the wine places up here. This there are people out there that feel Channing needs help after making millions of dollars. He should not be recording a podcast in his closet. He's going to feel he like painting this room. I'm look, really look, Channing, Channing needs help, that. but that's not where he needs the most help. Trust me, people. That's not where he needs the most help. <laughs> We got we got to we got to put them in order of most importance. Okay, fair. Um, and before we get into James Harden, yet again, that's where we're going. Hang tight, Channing. I need you to explain yourself. What I say now? Help me tell these people that when you make waffles or pancakes, the batter is different for each. The Do not make waffles is with not the same as waffle batter. It is not the same. That's disgusting. Waffle batter is very different than pancake batter, right? If you I have miss if, that, like, yeah. if you want to make good waffles, that's a different batter altogether. If you want to make good pancakes, that's a different batter altogether. Yes, you can buy them together, just because you probably have two and three year olds and you don't have they don't have taste buds yet. But there is a big difference. Nobody at Waffle House goes, man, I'd love that batter in my pancakes. It's uh, gross. Or do they? <laughs> I'm dying on that hill. You can, okay, that's fair. I do miss. I miss the. I miss the. I miss the crispy waffles that we would get uh, after shoot oh. around, like the Four oh, Seasons, and they have the waffle bar and all that stuff. I miss that. But yeah, no, I I, I would agree. I don't. I'm not really a food snob. If it, if it tastes good, it tastes good. Whatever. You miss those crispy waffles that you were complaining about the per diem and lack thereof the amount that you got. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Five episodes ago. Okay. Got you. Got you. Um, all right. Before we got on here, um, Channing has utilized this name very uh, wisely, I guess, hard in my pants. And it went into the direct conversation of James Harden in the latest, for which you have spent the last hour, as Channing pointed out, Richard, talking about James Harden. Where do we go from here? What is going on? Listen, Why? You know that chart. You're going to fuck around and find out. Like, <laughs> like, that's really it. 
Mm-hmm. It, listen, here's my thing. The At this point, if the relationship is broken, if you are going home for a reasonable reason, the communication of, I need to go home to take care of something personal should be communicated so that the team goes, oh, he's in Houston. We don't know why, right? It's regardless of what it is, You James is a human being. Things happen. Is it good timing? Probably not, right? Because everyone's going to have their doubts of what's really going on. To me, you are still a pro, right? You want to get moved places within the league and be treated as such. You need to just say, hey, I need to go home because of a personal reason. I will be back when it is handled. 99.9% of teams are going to say, totally understand, keep us informed, hope everything is fine, let us know what we need to do to help. To not communicate that further creates doubt. It's it's more drama for the 76ers. They don't need that. And now the person that we're not even talking about is Joel Embiid. The most important That's person. the fucking person. The most important person who's like, man, we can't even hoop every day. It's this. It's that. It's this. He goes, I'm, I was MVP last year. Y'all not even fucking talking about me. There is no one that's talking about Joel Embiid, what he looks like. Is he healthy? Is he in the best shape? Can he repeat? Nobody's saying shit about him because of James Harden. If I was him, I'd be worn thin of just the 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 extra. You don't need extra if you want to win. There's now, my rant. So my thing is, and I agree, I think Joel Embiid is the most important thing in this situation. Obviously, we can talk about the trade with the Clippers and all this other stuff and James Hart. Look, at the end of the day, he doesn't have the value. Now, could something pop up as the season starts? Yes. Is there another situation where he might be happy with that he could end up with? Yes. But James Harden doesn't want to wait. And that and that's really the biggest issue is that he doesn't want to wait. Now, I'll, I'll say this. Even if he is there, I don't think that there's any true basketball minds that put them in the top six like in the NBA. I think even right now, Vegas has them as like the seventh best team. That's with James. This is a team that ain't, like I just talked about in NBA today. They haven't even, which is, but it's true. It's true. James Harden, Joel Embiid, and that's why. It is true. It's It's true. true. Boston's better. Uh, Denver's better. Lakers better. Um, uh, Milwaukee, Milwaukee is better. Phoenix is better. Phoenix. Like you start, you start looking at this, and you're like, they would have to overcome all of that to even remotely be in that conversation. All they're a part of is the conversation. I don't think that they're true contenders. There's four contenders, and there's probably another three or four teams that are in the conversation. So to me, I, I think the sooner that Cleveland they can do this, is better. I agree. Is better. Yeah, because they're all pushing in the same direction. So for me. Like, I look at this, and I get it. They need to get players back. They need to get assets if they're going to trade James Harden. Apparently, the Clippers, because they can. They're like, we have a roster right now that we feel like can contend for the Western Conference. Do we feel like we're a dominant NBA like championship team? No, but I feel like we can contend in the Western Conference if they're healthy. So you bring James in, and it helps them, but he's they're not like going to give away the house to get him. At what point, because I'm willing to bet that you two aren't the only wise ones who are thinking about the guy named Joel Embiid. So at what point, because if I'm not mistaken, I heard you guys say that this is just the start on NBA Today, Rich Today, of what James intends to do with this whole process. Well, and having I just think said he's that, push at what point in time does Philly prioritize that of Joel Embiid? Hey, you know who's you know who's really, really in charge of this, whether we like this or not? Adam Silver. And here's why I say that. 
Philly is a great market, is a absolutely amazing market for the NBA, right? Anything New York, Brooklyn, Philly, Boston, right? In that little area, those are great markets. Philly has done the, you know, the trust a process thing. They have an MVP. He's bought into the city, he's bought in everything. If he moves, he's going to have to move to somewhere in that pocket, which is not Boston and it ain't Brooklyn, <laughs> right? He's going to go to New York. So uh, if Adam Silver keeps letting this go, I see him moving to New York. It's a great city. It's an international city playing for the Knicks. It's already established that they're a young, up-and-coming team. They play his style of basketball. Like One thing that we don't talk about is how good he is when he's locked in defensively. He's up there when he's healthy. It's like defensive player of the year. I think that's a great matchup for him. What I'm trying to get back to saying is if Philly allows this to keep going on, then Dad is going to come over top and say, you know what, you need to move him or you need to move him immediately. This is too much. Think about how many storylines are great. Wemba Yama has been balling, right? Like Zion's been back. LaMelo is healthy. The Bucks, the Celtics, the Suns, the Jazz. The Like I could say everything good. And what we're talking about is a player, a disgruntled player who's asked for six different trades from every single different team that does not produce wins in the playoffs. Because that's what he is now. He'll give you great stats. He's an all-star caliber player, but every situation isn't exactly what he wants. So then he moves somewhere else. And then he moves somewhere else. And he moves somewhere else. So to me, it's like the NBA goes, we don't have time for you to be in the, in the newspaper anymore. Newspaper. God, that shows how old I am. <laughs> As KG said, you only got so many wiggles. I never thought in my life I would reference KG, but I thought it was absolutely correct. You only got so many, you only got so many wiggles. <laughs> the NBA gonna be like, man, you done wiggled yourself out of here. <laughs> and going to the Clippers, who thinks that's gonna work? Who the no. fuck thinks that's gonna work? I couldn't, Channing. We are no. I think the Clippers are the Clippers to me are better because this is why I think the Clippers to There's me the only team. No, the Clippers are better than the, the Clippers are better than Philly because I think Paul George and Kawhi are more proven playoff players when oh, healthy. Sure when healthy than Joel Embiid. And you have two, basically, when healthy and at a high level, two top 15, I can't call them top 10 currently, they're two top 15 two-way players. And I don't think any other team in the league has two top 15 two-way players. At one point in time, they were two top 10 two-way players, but because of their injury and health, who else has that? I don't think, I, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't put anybody in Boston doesn't have that. I don't think Milwaukee has that. I don't think the Lakers have that. Like two top fifteen two way players. I'm talking about yeah. LeBron. LeBron is still a top. LeBron's still a top yeah. ten player in my opinion. But I think defensively he's not the same person. He's fucking forty. Anthony Davis. He is. A, I think a top. He is a yeah. top ten two way player. So when you look at it, they're the only team, and they have Batum. They have. They have uh, Powell. They have uh, okay, uh, Big Zoo. They got a. No, I'm saying as far as like your sixth man right. as your Trey sixth man. seventh right, man, right. Trey Man. But I'm saying like like when you Norman Powell. This dude can get you 15 a night so when you look at the depth of their roster you're like oh these dudes do have a very good team and if you add james harden to that that can distribute that you don't need james harden to go for 40 that's Kawhi and paul george's job right so it's like I, think look, about I think this. okay can i ask you this yes. let me ask you this sorry for interrupting 
it's not about what James Harden Jenny, can you can do, always interrupt me. Right on the court. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. It's okay. not about what he can do on the court. It's you have a certain culture and roster that you are trying to cultivate, and you are putting the most notorious partier in the league who's from L.A. in L.A. on a veteran team. That's, that is my issue, right? And then saying we have championship aspirations. And Philly's like, what are you going to give up? You're going to have to give up your youth, picks, their future for this guy that to me, when is he, when is, when's the last time we've ever gone, you know what, put James Harden on your team, you're going to the second round at least. We talked about this, I feel like either last episode or the podcast before. Is there a team out there for James Harden? I mean, I'm going to ask your question with a question. Is there an owner? I know, but I'm asking you, do you think right now there is an owner that goes, I think he'll be different with us. I think we'll get the best version of him with us. No, I think there's a lot to prove. I do think that a lot of this situation, after listening to James Harden, there's a lot of um, personal with he and Daryl Morey. So I wonder, but I, I hear what you're saying. So what All of in, this, though, and yeah. the accumulation of the last handful of years, it makes it really tough. So what happened in, New, uh, not New Orleans, God, what happened in Brooklyn? Brooklyn? I was right. going to say New Jersey, God. Right. I, I think we talk about fit, but an owner has to okay that, mm-hmm. right? A GM whose job is on the line has to okay that. There are a lot of really good players that are not in the league right now because somebody has to okay them and they are not good for the culture of the team or for the future of this team. You may score 20 points, but you're an asshole to the staff. You don't show up on time and you're a bad example for young players. Not Mm -hmm. saying James Harden is that, but his reputation precedes him, right? Where before people go, oh, we could deal with that. And realistically, the best version of himself has the ball all the time. So- I mean, you know what? Honestly, now that like my brain is going, now that you got me riled up in a coffee hit, I don't mind him in Chicago. But what are you giving up for him in Chicago? They need a point guard. They need a real point guard. Right? You play one-on-one basketball. You have James Harden, Zach Levine, um, DeMar DeRozan, Vooch, uh, Patrick Williams. Like, I don't mind that team. I don't mind that until Lonzo Ball comes Russo. back and borrowing him. But then he expects to get paid. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing. If he doesn't get paid, he's just going to, you're giving up what for what, right? Yeah. What, there's a lot. There's Wait, a did we lot talk about this? Am I, am I dreaming? Did we talk about this, him in San Antonio? You, dude, listen, stop. At no point on God's green earth would he ever go to San Antonio. Uh, Do you think Pop would no, be able to talk to him? At like what point that? in time will it not be his decision anymore? Yeah, but it's also... You got to imagine for a trade, somebody has to say, I want that. So you're talking management wouldn't take him, not him not wanting to go to San Antonio. Totally. Yeah, I, I think there are teams that may say, man, that's the same we'll thing with Miami. Chance. Yeah, but like, why are you, to me, why he has not shown to put you over the top? Mm-hmm. You're playing with an MVP. Obviously, people were hurt, thinks he had his 50 point game or whatever it is, but he still lost that game. So for me, I'm like, the extra isn't worth what he's giving out. He's talented enough. He is 
We are never on this podcast saying he's not a good to great player, all-star player. That's why I want to think of this moment as an isolated incident in terms of just how deep and not good it's gotten. Because if he didn't have, right, if he didn't have this with Daryl. I'm in the media. I'm in the media and I listened, uh, I hear. No one is talking about, well, he can do this for your team. Everyone has realized in that system, in D'Antoni's system in Houston, the ball was in his hands. They went through Dwight Howard, Russell Westbrook, Chris Paul, you know, bing, bang, boom. He had everything needed. They did not get it done, mm-hmm. right? They, obviously, they ran into some buzz sauce. Then he goes somewhere else. A little turbulence happens. Get me out of here. Did Those you say pop? You said pop. You said pop. I was listening to this whole conversation. <laughs> Pop would rather retire. This is be- me being very respectful. Pop would rather retire. And I, I, I'm joking, Pop. I'm not, I'm not speaking for Pops or anybody. But that is not, that is not, there's nothing that I've seen in 20-something years. I'm also thinking of systems and styles where James, not, I wasn't thinking of like. That's the opposite of him. That's another thing. No one in the league plays that type of basketball. With one guy touching to a basketball. He could... What? So we're he's saying that he he could not fit on a like you Chicago. mentioned Chicago. You mentioned Chicago. Chicago is the only team. Think about this: they don't have a point guard, Richard. Uh, no, 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 no. James Harden is one of the craziest, most talented players this league has ever seen. He is a first ballot Hall of Famer. He is an MVP. He is one of the few people that have led the league in scoring and led the league in assists. There, there, there's not many people. LeBron James being one of them. So when you put yourself in that conversation, he was top three in MVP voting for like four straight years. He can fit anywhere. I don't think the fit is the issue. When he, what I'm saying, he can his talent can play anywhere with anybody. LeBron can play with anybody at any but, point in time. Okay. LeBron yeah. is not James but, Harden. No, but he but I'm re- fit in most places. Who? James Harden. No, no, no. What I'm saying is it, it's less about his game and more about his personality. I, when I say okay. it, like, it's, it's the extra okay. thing. If you're talking about the okay. talent, he showed up. And look, Houston was great. OKC, sixth man of the year. Let's be honest. In Brooklyn, they had the number one rated offense. And if it wasn't for for Kyrie spraining his ankle and, and, and the toe that, that Kevin Durant stepped on that line, they might have won a championship this year. Now, we know that, that how that goes. But show me a play. Then he goes to Philly, and he leads the league in assists, and he's a 20-10 and 10 guy. So just show me one place where he has not shown up and actually been a great player. It's all of the other things that end up coming with that. That's the issue, and I think that's where people are starting to understand that if you can't be happy internally you'll never be happy it's like being in a relationship your spouse should not be the reason why you're happy you should be personally happy and then your spouse adds that to you but if you're like the only way i'm gonna be happy is if you make me happy shit yeah, you're screwed. Now we're in marriage counseling. I love it. Right no, this is a marriage. That. James Harden's been in, a, in four divorces yeah, in the last four years. I wasn't being sarcastic. Yeah. That's actually how they start marriage counseling. You're welcome. Having said that, when it comes to this conversation, we are doing everything that we were complaining at the start of it. We've been talking about James Harden for 20 minutes. So let's end it. Um, thank, thank God. You. If there is one team, we'll end it here, put a bow on it. If there's one team or any team at all, James Harden will end up on. If you could spin your little magic eight ball, it would read, James Harden will be playing for. The Clippers. 
Because what uh, team is going to trade for James Harden and then try and convince him to come? And and on top of it, you'd have to give up assets because he's only he's a, he's got one he's a one year deal. So if you were a team, you're also going to give you're going to give up assets to get him for one year because you know the asking price that Philadelphia has. And I'm not saying it's a hundred percent, but why would you go and give why would you go and give up assets James Harden, for a break guy? the internet and go play with Wemby? Thank you. I think Chicago. Here's why. Chicago has been middle of the pack for a long time. This is their chance to go at it, and then there's no commitment past this year. If they do well, they go, hey, we're doing well. We'll keep this going. If they do bad, they go, thank you, James Harden. Thank you, Boots. Thank you, DeMar DeRozan. Thank you, Zach Levine. And they blow it up and go about their way. Right? To me, it's a win-win. Right? You're, you can't be at the middle of the pack. You're not going to be Milwaukee, but you say, let's go for it and see if we can't build on it. They need a point guard. You're not getting Lonzo Ball. Chicago is my guess. And it's a big city. And, you know, they could. I think they have a veteran team to deal with is extracurriculars. Okay. <laughs> um, having said that, where do I want to go next? Take a drink. Okay, this is what I have something to address because we were talking about Twitter. So recently there was a situation in a baseball locker room. <clears throat> The Bryce Harper, the Bryce Harper. You don't remember Bryce Harper where he was quoted. Well, you know what I'm saying? Where where basically there was in a locker room and media was in there and there were some players that were chirping and talking and a player was quoted from someone, if I'm correct, that wasn't directly talking to the reporter. So let's say, for instance, right, if me and you are sitting in our locker room and they're over there interviewing Braun and me and you and Kevin are over there talking shit like, man, can you believe that stupid ass pass that so-and-so made? That a boy, way to go. The next thing you know, they uh, he got quoted and that led to them getting their ass whooped and Bryce Harper going crazy. And one of the things he said was, look, I thought the locker room was sacred. And they're like, well, was the media's in the locker room and blah, blah, blah. And there was an individual. What's her name one more time, uh, Allie? Alana Rizzo. Alana Rizzo went really hard on these people. There were some inaccuracies in her first uh, first statement, but I want to talk about the is the locker room sacred? And Channing, this is my thing. The locker room is sacred from once you're invited into the home per NBA requirements. But once you get in there, if you don't directly quote, if you don't talk to me, if you don't have a microphone in front of me, you don't get to quote me on something that you overhear. I don't care if there's 50 media. I don't care if there's 100 media. Like, if you do, then we no longer have a relationship. We know, like, and I guarantee you all the locker rooms that you were in. If anybody, and we, again, we went to two NBA finals together. If anyone in that locker room would have quoted something that was overheard, that's inappropriate. And I understand the fire and I understand why players are mad. I know for a fact, if someone would have done that, and let's say some reporter would have quoted Kevin, right? Saying, man, they thought they were, they were ass so-and-so tonight. And then they quoted Kevin Love as saying, boy, Bryce Harper. Would anybody in our Cavs locker room ever talk to that reporter again? Never. Never. If you don't have a mic and say, can I quote you on this? Is it all right if I say this? We we will never talk to you again. And you should never talk to that type of reporter. It is sacred. And in there, your job is to get a quote from someone and ask if I can use your name. Because everyone will jump around and use anonymous sources of people that want to chirp. But that's because they don't want to put their name behind it. But if you're going to put my name behind something, you better have been talking to me and had my permission. If you overhear something, 
That to me means I can't allow you to be in my space because now we have to be completely silent while there are in reporters in, in the space. That's not how that's supposed to work. Could you imagine, like, where our showers are not that far away, imagine if you and I are talking in a shower, right? And I'm like, damn, you know. Can I we wish make it the training family- room? That sounds weird. Training room. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm just yeah, trying. <laughs> falls up, falls up, falls up. Oh, right? The curtains, you know, there's curtains. Listen, could you imagine we're in a training room behind a curtain, right? Maybe getting some treatment, and we're like, shit, Rich, how's your ankle feel? I know it hurt. And somebody goes, oh, Richard Jefferson's ankle really was hurt. And you're giving out information you're not supposed to. That is 1,000%. Now, you are going to hear a million different things, whether you want to take notes on things so that you can say, you know what? Uh, You know, here's what I feel after being in the locker room. That's different than quoting a player, right? And it impacted the series. It impacted the series, Channing. Harper hits home run after home run. He's staring. He hit two home runs, and he's staring down the player. And the player responds like, well, I didn't know. He wasn't meant to hear that. And they're like, well, why would you? If he's in the locker room and me is around, you guys don't understand the culture. There is not a single player that will ever say that that is a quotable quotable situation. Allie, I will defer to you as a reporter that has been in a billion locker rooms that have been in, that has covered, what, five NBA finals? But I'm saying she's covered five NBA finals. That's the most emotional, intense situation, right? Respectfully, she she's two and three. That's that's better than our record, right? <laughs> it does. It does. One mistake inside that space is the difference between you being allowed to step foot in there ever again. It is. And by the way, it's a privilege, not a right to be in there. Um, and I think, too, we forget that at times because oftentimes we do. We want to form these relationships. It is professional, 100%. But you guys as athletes always open up that door, open up that space, open up that opportunity and time for us to get you to know you more so as individuals as well. And the second you take that too far, the second you overstep your bounds, I will say this about Alana Rizzo. When I first decided to get into this business, small town, Ohio, um, she was the first person that I was told to watch in this business. I think I'm here to, to California and she is covering the Los Angeles Dodgers. She is one of the most respected wonderful human beings, not only as a professional, but as a person. So that's the other thing too, that was so, I was so taken aback by it because I think we all know in this space in 2023, the internet is a scary, daunting place at times. And um, the second you make one mistake, I commend her so much for getting back on television the very next day and issuing the apology. And obviously, you know, everything that has happened since but having said that, what she said, Richard, to your point, thanks for bringing it up, 100% facts and spot on when it comes to that space and how it should be respected on both sides. Yeah, on both, on both sides. sides. From both sides. And this is another because thing. Because you guys about- do as athletes have obligations. You do have. Yeah, we have right? to speak to the media. To, but, yes. but if you're not talking, and this is another thing that I will say, though, Allie, is that if I was a player today in this locker room, right, if I saw that happen, if I was a baseball player, if I, especially if I was a current basketball player, when there is a big media scrum, right, first game of the season, I would stand up and I would say, if you don't talk to me and you don't ask me, don't fucking quote me. That, those would be my exact words because you don't do that to people. If you're in our locker room, you're going to overhear conversations. There's a big, oh God, oh God, ROB. We know ROB. He has, there's a Jamaican saying, and it's probably not a Jamaican saying. He just has it on the thing and gave it to me. When you come in here, yeah, when you come in here, 
what you see in here, what you hear in here stays in here or don't come back here. Let that soak in. What you hear in here, what you see in here, let it stay, let it stay in here. It's probably from Vegas, but what you see in here, what you hear in here, if you don't let it stay in here, then don't come back here. Basically saying is that this is inside of our safe space, right? And it's the same within your home, right? People are allowed to come in your home, but if people start saying, hey, do you know what I saw in Richard's home? Hey, do you know what I saw in Allie's home? Hey, you know what Channing has in his home? Hey, you know what I heard Channing talking about in his home, right? All of a sudden it's like, wait a second, I let you in my home. I let you in my home and now you're invading my privacy. That's a different thing. So I fully support her and whoever gave that statement out, they were a thousand percent wrong. And I would never speak to that person as an athlete ever again, because it can't be trusted. That's just, I also do want to go on record and say that this is just a good conversation about locker room etiquette. And it's from both sides because there are thousands of reporters that bust their ass and do their job properly and correctly. This is not athletes coming at reporters. This is not reporters going at, no, Mm. this is, I think just an honest conversation from the other side in this situation of athletes. We get on athletes for not reporting to reporters. Don't talk to them when everything is good. And then all of a sudden you're on a slump and now you don't want to talk to them. They still have to do a job, whether you are 0 for 25 or 25 for 25, you have an obligation. Now, how much that is, that can depend. If you're moody, I get it. I've been on a slump, right? I was in the Western Commerce Finals. That was one for 23. And I still had to sit up there and say, my teammates are telling me to keep shooting. I got to keep shooting. Like, it is what it is. I didn't want to talk to nobody. I want to crawl underneath the rock. But it's a responsibility you have as an athlete to talk to the reporters to do their job. But it's also the reporter's responsibility to make sure, like, if me and someone else are doing something, we can't just sit there and be quiet. If after the game I go, damn, Kevin, 0 for 7? You should, coach should have put me in the game. I could be joking and somebody overhears that Channing Fry wants Kevin Love's position. Like what? Like, yeah, it don't work yeah. like that. No, fair. Absolutely. There are also times when Channing sticks his entire hand in the guacamole and he just doesn't have it that day to be able to talk. Oh, to I was so mad that day. Having said that, um, all right. Back to the NBA. Shout out to you, Alana Rizzo, um, in handling the whole respect, situation. Respect to Alana. Wait, wait, mm-hmm. really quickly. Allie, how many Emmys have you won? Five. Two? Five! five. She's won What'd five. You get okay, wait, wait, wait. You've won five Emmys. Would you or any of your most respected co- colleagues have quoted anybody in that type of situation, especially in the postseason? No, dear God. Is it C? I C. leave the locker room. I remember I would leave the locker room and one, you feel honored to be, I do at least, I would feel honored to be in there. Um, but at the same time, I would leave and someone would say, did you hear blah, blah, I, I have no idea. I blacked out. Like, I, yeah. that's literally my mindset. Yeah. Like, I, I blacked out. I have no idea. And, and trust, it huh? takes, and, and one of the things that she said in her comment is it takes years to bear that oh. relationship. Year, people don't know. It's years. And this is the thing. You have the respect of LeBron, of D. Wade, of all of those guys. And part of the reason why we sat down with you and said, hey, Ali, let's do a podcast is because we respected you as a journalist and we respected how you did your job and kept the private parts and the things that people said. You kept that out of it. And that's why you do it. Yes, I said private parts. (laughs) 